six of Ice the Pickup Podcast. A whole seven days have passed and we are back again. As if as if we were just here last week. And we were here last week, but it's kind of like yesterday. You know what I'm saying, Charlie? And here we are again. I am loving six. it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it Good. for many different reasons. Uh, obviously, the podcast is growing, so we want to say a massive thank you to everybody who has maybe retweeted it, um, told a friend. Followed. Got... Exactly. Uh, that is Listened, something... more importantly. Yeah, and, and added a few questions um, to ourselves. Um, it is, of course, me, Tom Deacon, and Charlie Hawkins here by my side. Um, and also, don't forget, we are on Twitter at Ice the Kicker Pod. Uh, we're loving all the feedback we're getting there. And um, yeah, obviously, without you, uh, we'd still do it. I think we've said that, haven't we? <laughs> well, we're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's growing, and we're, we're really enjoying it. So thank you very much for coming back and listening. Um, we know there's a lot of NFL fans out there who have liked it for many years, but there's also a lot of people who are getting into it. And um, if you do have any questions, don't hesitate to, to fire it across at us. And then obviously, Charlie and I can Google it and get an answer. Uh, that's <laughs> new new fans are old, you're just as important. Exactly. Um, a good week last week for NFL. It got even better in week six. Uh, so we like to start the podcast. By the way, coming up, there will be PUP. That's the physically unable to perform. We'll have a catch up on a Twitter poll. We'll talk fantasy, boom and bust. And looking back at some of the games that really did stand out this week. But Charlie, we always start with the news. And uh, what a week to start. The NFL is coming back to London. I know, I'm buzzing. It's where it all began, really, for for me, essentially, anyway. Just where I fell, fell in love with it 10 years ago. I remember watching the first game. It was the Giants. It was a horrible, rainy night game. And I thought, what is this? What is what is going on? Didn't understand it. It took for you, actually. You explained it to me. And you really need to watch with someone who, who explains the X's and the O's and just took me through it. And you see you see a, a different different game completely. It's like a sport within a sport. It's like chess on a field. Like There's so many pieces. And, uh, yeah, I'm so glad that... Uh, we got the NFL over here this week. I, f- I feel really lucky, really. Yeah, we, when you say about, I taught you some X's and O's, I didn't really. I just said, look, I love this game. I, I think you'll love it because if, if, you're, if you're a fan of sport, you just get involved. You just begin to watch it and go, oh, that makes sense now that I understand that bit. And then you start looking out for it in other games. It was actually the Seahawks game versus the Niners uh, with Navarro Bowman had that terrible leg injury. I remember just WhatsApp pinging back and forth with you. Um, talking about that game. But we actually went to the first one we went to was the Lions-Falcons, which was an incredible game at Wembley. Unbelievable. Not only, I mean, what an experience, your first NFL game. You always remember it, but one of the best sporting comebacks I've seen. it. The Falcons, 21-0 up at half-time. The Lions go on to win 22-21, and last-second kick of madness. I mean, you couldn't have asked for like any more drama. Yeah, there was so much drama. You were reminding me. You were like, remember that guy just hurdled another player? And I went... I don't actually remember it now, but at the time, apparently yeah. I was shaking you saying, that is, is unbelievable yeah. scenes. Um, but yeah, and, and it's quite interesting that, that um, we'll talk about it later in the, in the podcast today, about uh, Matt Prater, but he stood up, took a kick to win the game, missed, but because their team was um, a delay of game, they had to retake the kick. Which so actually helped them, yeah. Because then they scored it and won the game, but it's almost like kind of like ice the kicker, but it wasn't, it, it, it was a penalty. But yeah, it, very exciting. It's coming back to London. Um, so everybody in the UK can sort of get involved. It would be nice to probably see it up north as well. Like a, a, yeah, a it, be, it would be nice to, for it to move around because, like I said, us us in the UK, we are so lucky because if we think about what we hold dear, maybe like the Premier League and that, that's never gone abroad. And that is what started this love affair, shall I say, with the NFL. We got it over here. I was 
I was drawn to it and now I have this huge, huge passion and following for it and it started from that. So we should share some other things, but yeah, we are, we are very lucky to have it here. And are you going to games this year? We are, yeah. We're going to the Titans and the Chargers, hopefully going to one more. Try to go to two every year. Uh, shame there wasn't a fourth game this year, but um, yeah. I, because for me, last year, um, we weren't planning to talk about this, but I really enjoyed Twickenham, actually. I, I thought that was a kind of... Uh, it yeah. felt like a tailgate as you were walking towards the stadium, to, towards Twickenham from the, from the station. Wembley, obviously, it is purpose-built. It knows what it's doing. Uh, but I really kind of like that intimate feel of, of Twickenham, actually, last year for the Browns uh, versus the Vikings. And then you had the, the Rams taking on the cards. Yeah, exactly. So do I. I really like Twickenham. But uh, it's a shame that maybe they won't be going back there now because obviously the NFL has this partnership with Spurs and uh, other potential stadiums. And like you said, if they do choose to move around. But um, it's a shame. Hopefully Twickenham will get some more games. But yeah, Wembley... Uh, is, is the one really it is indeed um, I'll tell you what JJ uh, talking of London and he will not be coming back uh, he probably will be coming back with the team but he will not be on the field um, out for the season that's a big blow for the for the Eagles uh, that is the new story at the moment uh, Super Bowl current champs uh, but now they've lost a big weapon there with Vijay that I, I don't see them going back for another um, Super Bowl yeah massive news Tom heard it last night it was was shocked. It was only uh, read earlier in the day, JJ, he saying, oh, why didn't the Eagles run the ball more? Then I, I hear he's on injured reserve with a torn ACL. I mean, it is sad, especially as we, we do like to sing the praises of the UK homegrown players and he's he's the one flying the flag. And the Eagles are coming over first time. JJ, he's back. You know, we have seen him before, but they really did sort of, NFL UK have been building this towards him. And it's a, it is a bit of a blow, really. It's a big loss. But the game, nonetheless, will carry it. I think it's the sort of the flag bearer. One is it Eagles, Jags. Defending champs, these could be potentially there this year, the Jags. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, when JJ was playing for the Dolphins, we got to see him when they were playing the Jets. That's when Fitzpatrick... Uh, We're still was... lighting it up. Nothing's changed, <laughs> eh? Nothing's changed. It's magic. Um, all right, then. Uh, what about that whole JJ? The Philly Eagles definitely need a running back. We've mentioned him pretty much every single week. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, talk to me. Is it happening? Is he going to the Eagles? Well, it's funny because we talk about him every week. He manages to find his way onto the news story. And then I was like to you this morning... Tom, there's potential. Eagles could trade for Bell. We said, will he get traded? Won't he? You know, we're not sure what the Steelers are doing. He's missing his game checks. The Eagles, who are known to trade for players, they traded for Ajayi. They're down a running back. Could it happen? I mean, everyone's saying, no, it won't happen, blah, blah, blah. And the Eagles don't have the cap space. Interesting fact for you, the Eagles yesterday completely restructured Fletcher Cox's contract. So it saves them 6.5 million cap space this year and $11.7 million next year is that enough for Bell I'm not sure but it's funny that he goes down this news comes out we talked about cap space a lot on this pod we explained it it's, it's very interesting isn't it yeah um, if, they've, if they've moved the cap space then you'd imagine they're going to have to try and get another running back in to kind of help Carson Wentz out um, oh by the way with this podcast today myself and Charlie are struggling with a little bit of the oh, old cold um, so um, if we do cough I do apologise about that should have probably said that at the beginning but anyway um, I know what you're like some some guys you're just waiting for the Twitter poll you want to know that you did another great week but we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> um, so we could see uh, some trades happening there or, or, or the Eagles replacing JJ but what about the man of the moment after Monday night's game the man the the, the He's just, he's timeless. He is a timeless player, Drew Brees. It's impossible to not like Drew Brees. I have a crush on him. I'm not going to lie, man crush. Uh, I'm a bit of a fanboy of him. He just, the New Orleans Saints, like I said, when, when I was getting into love with this sport, they're never in poor games. Drew Brees, just, 
he, he seems like he can do it all. He's just like one of those walk on water types, you know, like it's just nothing <laughs> you, you can't do. Are you referring to him as like a sort of deity, like a god? Like a well, like, well, yeah, Spartan. He, oddly enough, when I went to the Superdome and watched uh, the New Orleans Saints, a lot of the fans, we're all fickle, we know we are. We're just like, we should get rid of Breeze, he's throwing too many interceptions. They would have never said that now. He's he's yeah. incredible. Even the Dolphins were talking about, we could have had Drew Breeze. It's always that, what we, we could have had, yeah. It's just it's funny how it falls. But you said to me once, you said, it, it's exciting. If you're not born in America and you're not born into the NFL, how excited you can get about every team. You, you, yeah. You're allowed a bit of slack. Yeah, because I feel like Green Bay are my team, but I have a, not a soft spot for every team, but... I'm a massive neutral, so because I was never born into the rivalries or the hatred we maybe have with some other leagues and some other sports. So when I watch a great game, or I can admire players from afar, so I can admire Drew Brees, I can admire plenty of other players, but he seems like he can just do it all. Do you know what I mean? His arm is just, what, a delicious arm. Yeah, incredible, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Drew Brees has ever heard that before. Thank I'm you. Sorry, Drew, delicious arm. Uh, but he does, and passing yard record, the most ever for Yeah, a I think... Uh, well, he's surpassed it, didn't he? So he's, I think he's now at least 71,741. So, wow. I mean, he's incredible. And he doesn't get sacked a lot. And you know why? That quick release, isn't it? It's just straight out. Like, he just ping, he slings it everywhere. And he slings not, the rock. He's not, say. not the tallest quarterback in the NFL. They talk about, imagine you've got like a six foot eight guy in front of you mm. and you're only, well, what's my height? Like five, ten and a bit and a smidgen. Um, I won't be able to, I'd have to throw the ball upwards and over. Like as Russell a, Wilson. Like yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Compare that to someone like Tom Brady's a big guy, like in that pocket. Um, you know, they're able to throw the ball kind of at an equal level as the person in front of them. But it, it, to get those many passing yards is, is phenomenal. That's really. incredible. And, and talking that like Breeze and Brady, they're not, they're not, young in terms of athletes as in terms of sport now we, we, we would say the normal retiring age I think Breeze is over is he 40 now he's 39 Brady's over and they're, they're top of their games they're the, the so-called goats as we say they're the elite um, I've got a quiz question for you Charlie and Ooh. for everybody else um, but it, interesting enough he was taking on Alex Smith and I'm making a connection we will be talking about the Chiefs have to can't not talk about that that team on fire at the moment but it's interesting that Mahomes had a year behind Alex Smith and learn not to make those mistakes and then you're looking at so many rookie quarterbacks that, that are playing at the moment who are making mistakes and the whole team is like look we've got a rookie quarterback in he's going to make mistakes it, Aaron Rodgers three years they picked yeah. him in the, in, the, in the first round and sat him for three years it goes to show that you know you do mature as a quarterback going through massively the game needs to slow down for you we've seen that and I think they always we talk about this this leap year after the first year into the second you've had a year around the, like the film room and tape. We spoke about this before. I'm a really big advocate for sitting for the first year in that position in the quarterback. It's the most important position in sports. It's, it's, it's a sport within a sport. I've, I know I've already said that, but you you have so much on your back in that first year, and I, I think it's crucial to sit. Okay, all right. Um, loads to get through uh, today in our pod. Um, so I'm going to start with a quiz question. This is for everybody and. Uh, uh, eyes up is forward. I don't know. Um, the point is, Charlie. Eyes down for a full house. Yeah, bingo reference. I like it. <laughs> okay, not just NFL on this pod. Oh no, we've got all sorts of sports. Uh, not classifying bingo as a sport, but uh, it, you can't help but get into it. Anyway, here we go. Here's the quiz question for you and everybody this week. Who surpassed Larry Fitzgerald with the most amount of receptions um, in the first five seasons of playing? So, Larry Fitzgerald had 426 receptions in the first five years. That's from 2004 to 2008. 
So who surpassed him this weekend? So they've only been in the league five years. Exactly. Uh, oh, I'm going to have to wrap my brain a little bit. Gonna, gonna, put, you know, it's going to be a wide receiver. I'm going to give you yeah, that yeah. much of a clue. All right, so top of my head, Odell? Have it is checked? not Odell Beckham. Ah. And what a throw for him to get that. Hey, uh, that's why I thought. I mean, there receptions. Okay, okay, we'll come back to this. I need okay, to so put my thinking cap on. Just I'll never get in the first guess. No, it's, well, that's, it'll be a rubbish quiz. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Don't forget, it's how many, the most amount of receptions in the first five seasons. People listening already got it. Yeah, probably. Googled. They're no, they're, <laughs> but they're good though. The people that are listening to the podcast, getting it right every single week when it comes to uh, our Twitter poll that goes out there and stuff like that. But before we get to that, I want to talk about some of the big games uh, this week. Um, we haven't shown enough love to the Broncos, but uh, and uh, the Broncos UK Twitter. But I mean, they've got a loss to the Jets, 34-16. Um, Case Keenum, uh, the, the 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 jury is out on him, but the Jets getting back to winning ways and and looking pretty good. Yeah, I fancied the Jets strongly for this. It was uh, my boom pick of last week. Sam Donald to throw three touchdowns, and uh, they was at home. Their defense is good. They they lost three games on the spin. The Jets, but I felt like that wasn't the real the real Jets. Um, and they've got a young defence. I like what Darnold's doing. I think each week he's getting better. And this this Denver team, it, it worries me. They're, they they might have been two and two before this game, but they look really poor. And I'm and I'm not sure why. And I'm really, this is a, a fan base that are very vocal and they're huge on Twitter. They're huge at the games and their presence is being felt. And there's a lot of fingers being pointed now. Is it Vance Joseph, the coach? Uh, the coach? Is it John Elway, the general manager? What's going wrong here now? Because it's sort of... They sort of, with the Case Keenan thing, went for that tried and tested formula. Let's get in a veteran quarterback. They they got Peyton Manning. Let's just let's build everywhere mm-hmm. else. He knows what he's doing. But Case Keenan now, we're sort of seeing the Case Keenan before we, the Vikings' Case Keenan when we're sort of seeing that the Vikings, they made the correct decision because it was the pieces around him. Kirk Cousins is having a career year and now... Case Keenum's not looking so great. There's been calls for Chad Kelly, the backup quarterback, to come no, into the game. No, I'd I, I put my foot down on that. Case Keenum, yeah, Chad he, Kelly's a good, got a great history. It could be a good prospect. Yeah, but you, you've paid this money for Case Keenum. Mm. You, you sort of not great in, quarterback money, but yeah, no, eighteen million, I think. Wow. Um, but you, you kind of sit him in there. He did have an amazing year with the Vikings. Yeah. We actually met him. A little picture with Case, yeah. uh, I believe, um, back when we went and saw some Rams training. But I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. But offensively, they've got a lot of yards in terms of their offense. They're moving the chains, but not quite at the right time. Um, it, it isn't clicking for the Broncos. It's not. And by the way, I'm, I'm not actually I like Case Keenum. I'm not putting the Broncos' struggles on He's his the doorstep. Underdog. He's the underdog, which yeah. I love. But the Broncos were poor last year. That's why they had a top five draft pick. They're still poor this year. It's not, it's not Case's fault. And Case is actually still making some good tight window throws, but the offensive line is trash. It's terrible. Uh, they're not, they're, their receivers aren't getting open. The running backs are actually, actually good. The defence, they're weak at corner. They need a corner. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. We, we need to know more about this, but I'm going to go out there and and the, the pieces that they need, the O-line and other stuff, John Elway's not addressed it. I don't know how, how great John Elway is as general manager. He had Peyton there. They went on and done it. They had Wade Phillips there. who's a fantastic defensive coordinator. He got it done. Maybe John Elway's the weakest link. I could be absolutely... I'll tell you what. Fingers are being pointed left, right and centre. I know. Broncos Twitter could 
Yeah, the world. Kill me for this. Well, if you're listening, but it's just a general outside looking in. Well, we know they're listening. We do tweet. We have a good conversation with the Broncos uh, UK guys. Uh, we we, we want to know what you know. Maybe what what is it? What is it that's not quite? Yeah, yeah. You can't. I think it's too simplistic to say it's Case Keenum. Um, but there you go. Um, they are now the Broncos two and three, and the Jets are two and three as well. So um, don't don't sleep on those Jets. But I feel like with a rookie quarterback, you can have a great week. You know, you can have a setback week. But I tell you what, the Jets talk to me. About that man, Crowell, 219 uh, rushing yards. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, I loved his quote. He said, anybody could have run through that team. Just happened to be me. Which I think is both like a humble brag and also boasting about how bad uh, that defence was for the Broncos. The um, line for the... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, the Jets was strong. Peterson uh, is obviously the record. 296 yards. I was going against the Chargers. But Crowell, uh, did you have him in your fantasy? On my bench, thank you, please. <laughs> no, just uh, as, as always, is the way he's has that career day, and you're like, ah. But um, the, the thing that I loved about the Jets was that they were lighting it up in the air and on the ground. Everything was going through on the ground, and then Donald was connecting for 77 yard touchdown passes to Anderson. They were dimes, and you, Tom, have hit the nail on the head. That's the thing. When you start that rookie quarterback, some days you're going to have great days at the office. Some days we're going to have bad days off at the office. But you need to know that that's you can't have too much expectation. Like, oh, after this one game, maybe we can do the playoffs. Right. Our division's a little bit weak. We, I hear you. I hear baby you. steps, baby steps. I hear you. But we, I've said it again and again and again. From the limited knowledge that I have uh, of M- NFL, love it, watch it all the M- time. NFL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever that was. Again, I'm blaming that on the cold. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is, if you have a running game, it makes it so easier for your quarterback to start airing the ball out. When your running back is not making that, that those yards, you, you pressure's on and you, the pressure gets to, to, to teams. However, looking at the acid test of this weekend, uh, I know I p- predicted the Jags to get that win over the Chiefs. And as soon as I said it on this podcast and we sent it out there and for the world to listen to, I immediately was like, oh, that was a bad choice. Uh, the Chiefs' weapons against the Jags uh, it was pretty one-sided, to, to say the least. It was. We was expecting, weren't we, uh, non-one vs non-one in terms of offence and defence. And the defence didn't lift up. And I, I, do you know what? I can I, underst- I understood why you went for that pick because the Chiefs' offence, it looks incredible. But we're all sitting here going, is it the Chief? Is it the one? Is she the one? But the, the defence, we know about the Jags. We know it's legit. We know they're ferocious. No one throws it. They've got Jalen and... At corner and AJ Boye and then their linebackers, you know, they're they they're front seven, they're they're scary. So the 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 consensus pick was the Jags. It just didn't turn up. The Chiefs were at home and they did light up. So I mean that pick, the pick from one of the the defensive linemen, and then ran it back and Blake Bortles did like a tumble to try and take him out uh, and embarrassed him. Uh, it was beautiful. Uh, it did back for a pick. Yeah, six. and it didn't help with the weather. I mean, th- those rainy games, you don't really want to be throwing and stuff. Blake had to throw more with Fournette at, so... Um... Because I, cause I really, I, when I made that pick, I was like, I reckon the Jags could do it. I was thinking they had Fournette as, as a weapon and I'd forgotten he's gone. Now, I'm not, he's not <coughs> a, a season to remember at the moment, but we know how good he is on his day. But the Chiefs, they're, they're legit. They're legit. They've taken out the Jags. How far can they do, uh, go? I think the real test is going to be the Patriots. We will talk about that later on. So um, there you go. That was a big game, uh, real acid test. And, and I think a lot of Chiefs fans are thinking we can go all the way now. Definitely. And you can only beat who's in front of you. You can only beat who you played that weekend. People say, oh, it was the first test, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. They're 5-0. and They're winning on the road and they're winning at home. And they're not just winning. They're doing it convincingly. So watch out. 
Uh, I watched a game which I wished I hadn't really watched that game. <laughs> uh, the cards had a little visit to the San Francisco 49ers. If you're unaware, I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. And I had to watch the, at the time, 0-4 and four winless Cardinals come and get their first win at the Levi Stadium. How do you like those jeans? I hate them. I took them off. Uh, 28-18. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know where to start. Too many penalties, um, too many banged up, injured players on the 49ers. Uh, we're able to move the chains, but then the, the Cardinals really came and, and showed CJ Beathard why he is a second-year quarterback. Um, too many picks, too many problems, too many issues. Um, the season's over, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, season is over. You've gone there. Yeah, we, we needed we needed the pick. It's the like team. many Cardinal fans thought their season was over. You're sort of in a similar... With both atrocious teams at the moment. Uh, the 49ers, too many injuries. Matt Brader went down. You picked him up on the fantasy. I did notice that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's injured. You've got a Mostert to, most to come in. He fumbled the ball. when Just the moments that you need that clarity and you need experience, it's just not there yet. Now, I'm not saying they're, they're terrible... Uh, I'm, I'll still be rooting for the Niners, but it's one of those seasons where we go, do you know what? Too many weapons have, have gone down this year. End yeah, no, I agree. But it was another fast start from the 49ers. That breeder touched down early, and I thought, hang on, it was similar to the Chargers last week. They started fast, went on to lose, but well done, uh, good job for the Cards persevering. But first win of the season, shout out to them. They've, they've been worried about uh, where their team is heading, sort of doing that thing that you are now for the Niners, looking forward to next year. They get their first drops. win. I've noticed the Cardinals had too many drops. They weren't, Larry Fitzgerald was even dropping the ball. Poor old Josh Rosen uh, comes in as a rookie quarterback. They just weren't making those catches, the Cardinals, when they really needed to. And as for the Niners, the, the fans are divided out there. Of like Some people are already calling, Chad, get rid of him, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. They're just a team. This is a rebuild year now because we've got too many injuries. Sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 no. The I, passion I, came through. The it passion did. You're a through. Niners fan, but it's it's funny because, like you said, people start calling for heads and people to get fired. And it's funny because I saw a, a great tweet uh, from Peter Schrager that said, "You know, the Cardinals get their first win, blah blah blah." But Steve Wilkes, not long after the game, the first phone call he gets from Panthers head coach Ron Rivera, who they worked together last year for the Panthers, congratulates him on his first win. He says, "Look." hang in there you know there it is the first of many let's hope and kick on and that's a that's a nice thing from a head coach and a classy classy gesture from uh, Ron Rivera and you sort of then that made me why I'm bringing this up it made me feel of like the it sounds a bit deep but the human side of it all like oh they're rubbish what are they doing blah 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 but someone out there is just striving 24-7 it's like all on him his job's on the line his career's on the line his first head coach opportunity he's probably family he's just moved to a new town no one's more happier than he is they, they want them cars to win and uh I love the Cardinals. I remember the All or Nothing, which is what you said. Similar to Hard Knocks, a great series if anyone can watch it from Amazon. Uh, with just Bruce Arians, Fitzgerald, Carson Palmer, David Johnson, and I just fell in love with that team. And uh, I'm rooting for them. But you are, they are one and four. But like I said, and like it is for the Niners, see it as a positive. It's so hard. But what? How much was you going to achieve this year anyway? It wasn't the year where you was like. We're in the playoffs. It was a it was a year of learning, brick, brick by brick. We hear from John Lynch, but both teams have got pieces: young QBs, Garoppolo, Rosen, running backs, McKinnon, David Johnson. We just need to keep adding little by little, and up those two teams, hence they actually are in the same division over the next couple of seasons. I think we're going to be talking about them a lot more, but in more positive ways. Yeah, I've got a tear in my eye. The way Wait, you just it. inspired me. Come on, go Niners. Be red, see red. 
to be a bit more passionate about my team. Yeah, I mean, obviously that Cardinals uh, head coach comes in first year, uh, just watching a video of him. He's in every single morning, 5 a.m. And, and on the grind. And it is nice. Look, fair play. I'm glad that my team uh, could give him his first win. <laughs> give him uh, that moment of joy. Exactly. But it, it, interesting division with the Seahawks uh, getting another loss. The Rams are just dominating in that division. Tough. Yeah. But anyway, uh, one more game we definitely want to talk about. Uh, Den Browns. Talk to me about Den Browns getting another win. Uh, Hugh Jackson looking a little bit more happy and his job safe now that the, the Browns have had more wins now in this season than they have done in the last two seasons. Yeah, it's the first time they've got more than one win since 2015 when they had three wins. So, uh, But can I just say, it's the first time they've beat a division rival in three years, the Browns. And it is a sign... it against again? The Ravens. Thank you. That's why I predicted them on my boon. That's two for two this week. Uh, my bust actually was the Ravens would lose. So yeah, they did. Um, no, I just I just love the Browns. I just, I just really like what they're doing here. And... Um, They've already got two wins. They could they could have had more. They they had that 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 tie with the uh, Steelers. They should have and could have beat the Saints. And we're saying the Saints are a powerhouse this year. I just really like what they're doing. I love their defense. They de- they they held the Ravens to nine points. I think did they Ravens it was they didn't get a touchdown did they? they, did, they did, no. Yeah. So I like what they do. Baker's improving every week. I really like what's going on at the Browns. But something I want to talk about actually from the Ravens side is. I wanted to speak about last week. There was just so much. Um, is this two Q uh, quarterback QB use we're seeing? We're seeing we're seeing it now. It's, it's sort of becoming a bit more popular within teams. We're seeing it the most with the Ravens that Flacco and Lamar Jackson are on the pitch for some same plays. So I'm not sure how I like it. How it's, how it's much it works? They're lining up on the so, same. They're lining up in the same. So Flacco will go out wide. Lamar Jackson will either. Uh, flea flicker it to Flacco or vice versa or Lamar Jackson will run but it can confuse his defence I don't know obviously but we're seeing it now why? why would you do that? this is my point so we're seeing it now but we're seeing it across the league because the Saints are doing it with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill who I love he can do it all and we're seeing it last week when the Bears played the Buccaneers Chase Daniels was coming on and Mitch Trubisky was on at the same time it's just but we're seeing this more and more, these two QB concepts. Um, obviously, with the defence, when you line up and you haven't got the ball, you're watching to try and get... And once you're looking for the patterns, they line up like this, this means they're going to run the ball. Uh, mm. They line up like You've this. You've watched that film tape, you know this formation. All of a sudden, two Q- QBs come in. You don't know, it keeps you guessing. But but we're seeing it with other teams who aren't bringing in a second QB, but they're letting the player throw. Look, we go back to the Super Bowl last year, Trey Burton throws to Nick Foles, touchdown. This weekend, OBJ throws to Saquon Barkley for a touchdown. I mean... We're seeing this more and more. It's, it's a very, very exciting. Yeah, time. it's very, it's very interesting. This, this clever plays are coming out. Um, Joe more, Flacco, more, more uh, collegiate level plays. Two hundred ninety yards, one interception, uh, sacked twice in that game. So um, that isn't off the top of my head. I just want everyone to know that I've just googled that. Just to double check. No touchdown. But it's interesting that the, the, the Ravens were looking very, very strong. Couldn't get a touchdown. Uh, against them Browns and the Browns roll on Hugh Jackson people are talking about is he the man to lead them at the moment seems to be going alright it's going alright I mean the Ravens they, they beat Steelers in a strong divisional game and they lose a divisional game so and and I think I'm not sure how it stands but the Browns are, are they level with the Ravens and the Bengals are top who would have thought the Ravens and Steelers would be at the bottom of that division it's wide open um, yeah Ravens 3-2 and two, uh, the Browns 2-2-1 two, 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 so yeah close but, but interesting enough it's just it's like kind of the, the Browns everyone sort of 
not sleeping on them. Everyone's loving to watch them. The Ravens we expect. There's just so many average teams at the moment, and I mean that with with all respect. Maybe nearly teams, maybe teams. They're just and you, and you don't know what is it. What's that missing link? Um, mm. All right, Charlie. Uh, our incredible listeners and the people that follow us on Twitter at Ice the Kicker Pod uh, got involved in another Twitter poll, and guess what? They are the three for three now, aren't they? They won a game. They we asked you. Uh, which is more likely, which team is going to go 5-0 and or which team is going to get their first win. And uh, the percentage said it was going to be the Cardinals getting their first win. Uh, I voted for the Rams to get <laughs> go 5-0, and which is correct, because uh, I just didn't want the Cardinals to beat the Niners. But congratulations to everyone on that who voted for the Cardinals. They, they did get their first win. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised with that. I thought you'd go with either the Chiefs or the Rams, more likely a winning team to continue winning, like Cardinals' first win. But fair play, 3-for-3 three three and... Uh, yeah, that was a that was a that was a surprise voting result, but it was a correct one. Yeah, Rams. What happened to them this week? Thirty three against their division rivals, the Seahawks. Thirty one. Um, they ha- they went for it on fourth and one, which is a kind of talking point theme this week. Yeah, uh, to to get that game done and dusted with so many weapons, such great defense, they made it harder than they needed to. Or am I not giving the Seahawks enough credit? Oh, because Russell Wilson. Um, you know, been sacked quite a lot. They they protected him a bit more, and he's got the weapon. Their running game is back. I, I don't know if you think that, but their running game is there now, and it allows Russell Wilson to not have to air it out all the time. Yeah, it's true. And actually, that that fall from one call, if we just look at that, apparently Sean McVay wasn't going to go for that. It was the players that persuaded him and half I don't want to say false but it was like we have to do this and and he then saw the belief and confidence they had to go for it that they went for it but just to explain like you said if you are a new fan four and one you get four attempts or four downs as they say to make 10 yards and normally on your fourth go if you if you you punt you don't go for it because if you don't get that final yardage whatever you have remaining the team takes over in that same field position. So you normally want to try to get them first back. So you never really see people going for it for one unless they're chasing a game. So it was a massive call, wasn't it? Yeah, massive call. The simplistic way of seeing it is that you want to get the ball to the other end. So if you're really close to your end and you, you don't want to give the, the opposition the ball closer to them scoring, yeah. you want to get that ball and that's what it's called a punt. It's amazing. They, they really... So many incredible different punts. They want to swing the ball or bounce and be uneven. And talking of punters... I'm loving the Seahawks punter who they traded up for in the fifth round. He does like this drop kick punt and he has a, I think it's a rugby background or something. It's a completely different type of punt and he's like one of the top graded punters this year. Honestly, his name's, oh, is it Michael? Something Dickerson and uh, he's he's incredible. I'm enjoying watching him. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, Shout the, out to the, him. It, the going for not going on for four from one, it, it takes a lot of bottle. The Titans did it against the Eagles and it paid off. If it doesn't pay off, you know you're next on the line because you're like, you should have been more conservative. The Cowboys found that uh, this week. Uh, they're part of my boom on bust. We'll talk about them in a second. Uh, Charlie, fans' questions. We always ask uh, to get a conversation going. We're NFL fans. We want more NFL fans to, to talk, just talk about the game that we love. Uh, we had a really, really good question about the AFC South. Yeah, we did. Um, which is basically, how open <laughs> is the AFC South uh, at the moment after the Texans have now won two in a row and the Jags and the Titans both lost this week? It's it's an interesting question, but if I think correctly, uh, back in week one, you said that was a division that was the, the toughest one to call. Yeah, kind of toughest and one to watch just because I felt that the team's were on an even kill. There wasn't like, like we said, we spoke about the Rams being quite superior this year to the Cardinals and the 
the no, Seahawks. Yeah, you can sorry, mate. Um, but I felt like this was a division where they was all around about the same. Okay, the Jags we know, but they've had a loss. The Titans were in the playoffs last year. The Colts with luck. You know, new head coach. We know what luck can do. And the Texans are always there and they're about. They've got Deshaun Watson. They've got J.J. Watt. They've got the um, Hopkins. So they've got pieces. It's a division I actually love. And it's one that's been called weaker over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And now with the Titans and the Jags losing, I mean, and the Texans getting back-to-back wins, like we said when we when we said about the, the preseason in uh our first couple of pods. Winning breeds confidence. That's all it breeds. You just keep moving on. One one win, two wins. And then you go, you get a loss, and then that breeds negativity. So it's an interesting division to watch. And I think you know about the next few games. How's yeah. it looking? How's it falling? Well, I, I think a, a strong division is is one that you can't call. Not necessarily exactly, there's yeah. a front runner. Yeah. yeah. Because people, I think, just go, oh, well, the Steelers are brilliant. That, that's a strong division. It's not. It's a weak division. Yeah. Um, you're, you're almost you're almost as strong as your weakest team, and in that division, you can't really say there's a weaker team. The Jags are brilliant on on defense, and they've been rolling and they've got momentum. The Colts are sort of finding that form again. Yeah. Um, but looking at the lineup, uh, I mean, uh, the, uh, Greg Rosenthal uh, said that the Titans uh, don't sleep on their playoff team. Uh, that's his actual uh, quote. We've just thrown in there. Uh, he, the Titans have got the Ravens, the Chargers, the Cowboys next. Not easy fixtures, those. The Jags have got the Cowboys-Texan divisional game and then the Eagles. Texans have got the Bills, then the Jags, then the Dolphins. And the Colts are my pick for the team to currently at bottom to actually maybe make it to the top because they've got the Jets, then the Bills, then the Raiders. Those are winnable games. Three winnable games. And And you said about Andrew Luck. He's looking better and better. He looks better every week. And something you told me, hey, we're telling each other, um, is that the Colts have scored the most points in that division. So you can't, that's the beauty of it. You can't sleep on any team. And we've seen in this NFL, on any given day, any given Sunday, uh, teams can beat each other. And I I always, those four teams, I would always like, like to back them at home. The Titans on great great defence, but not so great on offence. And then you've got teams like the Texans and Colts with Luck and Watson who can go and score 30 points a game. So, very interesting. I do love that league. And uh, it's, it's not it's not sewn up, that's for sure. And I'll tell you what, Hopkins, incredible spin move. Uh, we've been playing oh. Madden a lot, uh, Charlie and I. And uh, that is your circle. That is your red button. Spin moves. He t- twice his span... And 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 a loss of defender. Anyway, incredible scenes. I do love Hopkins, by the way, and he's just he's just a player. You know, he said it himself. He was he finally come out this week. He went, "I'm the best receiver, pure and simple." Before Watson, who could have done what I done with the quarterbacks that I had? So a bit a bit of shade, but an interesting point. And he's made some outstanding catches as well. Uh, Texas UK, you asked us that question about the AFC South. I uh, hope that has answered it. Thank you very much. Uh, for giving us a bit of love. Uh, talking to the Texans, getting that 19-16 win against the Cowboys, it has to be said, Cowboys had that chance, four from one. Garrett, the man who said, no, uh, we're going to be conservative, uh, backfired and now getting a little bit of uh, sort of shade thrown on him, to use your phrase, uh, from, from Jones, the owner. Uh, they've not been attacking or aggressive enough, the Cowboys, uh, this season. Fair to say that maybe it could be the time coming to the end for Garrett. Well, after watching the Cowboys on mm, all or nothing. Yeah, you would have thought that, but we could have said for years Garrett's been on the hot seat. I mean, really, what has he done? I've, I'm not a huge fan of him. The the, the, the roster's weak. Again, I'm going to point here, Jones. I don't like a, an owner 
who is also the general manager because mm. I don't know how much that works because he's too involved. He bought it and it was like, he's like, you know, someone who's just like reaching in by the was like, oh, we'll do it like this. But he's like, I'm not too sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, but, but looking at that team, they knew they had Zeke. They knew they had Dak Prescott. This was the season. They're on rookie contracts. They're on smaller amount of money because soon we know they're talented. Another team will want to pay them. It's about getting paid. But they didn't get another wide receiver after Des Bryant. They can't because they're in cap space hell, aren't they? Where we spoke about a few weeks ago. They literally, they're still paying for Romo. We, we've, we've covered this. It's just, that's what I mean. But what does that come down to? Surely that comes down to poor front office and general manager. If Why are they in such dire straits with their cap space? This is what I mean. We have to manage it like it's a business. I don't know how they're still paying for these contracts. So that's, You're saying that's not Garrett's fault? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm saying it's not Garrett's fault. Garrett's fault comes down to the coaching, but he can only coach what he has. Okay, all right, I like that. Uh, I feel like we could get more into that, but we, we won't. Because I want to talk about P, you, I've gone P. after Broncos and Cowboys today, probably two of the biggest I think you've fan gonna, bases they're going to come for me. Look, it's, it's, it's coming into week six. We've watched enough of the NFL uh, so far. Don't get aggressive. I threw my pen down on the floor. Uh, but but we, we're beginning to to understand what these teams are all about, and I think it's easier to, to, to criticise. But... We're only just observing little things, and I think from the outside in exactly. So, if look, if you want to counteract that, by all means, get involved. Pup physically unable to perform. This is where we look at a player that didn't perform. Uh, this week for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in on the Raiders. Uh, Amari Cooper, where have you been? Where have you been, Amari? Hashtag Let's find Amari. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, j- just one target. Um, I just I think we we expected so much of him, and this year, one week he's there, next week he's not. I know that isn't he doesn't call the plays, but you need to be open. Like show your Derek Carr, your quarterback, you're open, you're ready for that ball. Um, You said that that because it was a division game, that that it wouldn't necessarily get targeted. No, I just I read this stat when I was looking a little bit more into the game that in the last like eight games, I believe that they've played the Chargers. Amari Cooper's like. A record lower targets, you know. Chargers have a, a great defense and great cornerbacks, and they sort of stay away from him. I don't know if there's something to be read into that, but he's not had a great year anyway. Although in the week before, I thought he looked a little bit better, and I do actually think that he will peak for you. I, I, I think he'll have a stronger year, stronger finish, shall I say? But this is because I'm only hating on him a little bit because uh, he's in my fantasy. Hey, team. He's in my fantasy team. And I'll drop him, then I'll put him back in and I'll say, he's got to play this week. And he gives me two points, nothing more than five points. And in the week that I don't play him, he's in the 20s. I'm, 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 I've had enough, Amari. Sort it out, get better. Who's your PUP? And can I just say, we all know the worst feeling in the world in fantasy is when you finally drop a player, someone picks them up on waivers, and then they hit 30 points. That is the lowest of the low, I think. Who Who's... That happened to you? No, well, no, it has. But when it does, doesn't oh. it hurt. You drop a player, and then someone picks them up, and then they have their career week. My PUP for the week, and I just want to say, obviously, everyone knows I'm a Packers fan. It has to be Mason Crosby. I'm not going to destroy him, ruin him, because I just want to say he has actually probably provided me with some of my best memories as a Packer. I believe in him. I just, I do believe it was just. A bad day at the office. I don't believe he should get cut. I think he's one of our key pieces. I love him and he's normally solid as a rock. But if we're talking physically unable to perform, on that day, he didn't do his given job. A field goal miss, we can sort of pass. Five, four field goal misses and an extra point. Not good enough. Would it have changed the game? Maybe, possibly. But that would have maybe changed Detroit's outlook. 
uh, just on the day. I, I love Mason, but not good enough. The Lions are looking very good at the moment. A new head coach comes in. They've got that win against the Patriots. And then they, they pretty much slapped the Packers this week. Ooh, I mean... There's a couple of things there, technically. Firstly, they're not looking fantastic. They're two and three, but they have beat Brady and Rodgers. Um, they're on the up, is what I'm saying. They um, are. That division's tough. No, the Lions look good. I, I can't deny it, as do the Bears and the Vikings. Again, that's another, another tough division. And uh, and you have to win your divisional games. And fair play, the Lions, when they have won, they, they've looked good. And they and to give them credit, they have a great um, receiving trio. Golladay, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. I mean, as a free, if we're talking combined, it's pretty lethal. Pretty lethal. All right, um, I think we all saw and heard what I was doing now. I was trying to get uh, some bait from... Uh, Did I bite? Ta- you didn't bite, and okay. I think that's very professional of you. Uh, he is in a very happy mood this week. We won't talk about it too much in depth because you've got your own fantasy leagues. You don't need us to talk about ours. But Charlie Hawkins was 0-3, and three, and now you're back to 2-3. and three. You got another win this week against the guy that beat me last week because he had Alvin Kamara on his team. Where was Alvin Kamara? Uh, didn't matter because you got the win against your main man. I said Peyton. Why? Rest Kamara. There's no need. You're 3-1. and one. Ingram's back. Save it. You might be going to the playoffs. Keep him fresh. He yeah. said, good idea. I said, just let Breed throw it out. He's after the career completions, uh, career passing yards. He got it. Win, win. Okay, win-win, chicken dinner. Uh, winner, winner. Listen, Charlie, we've got to talk about it. Uh, Ingram comes in. Uh, Kamara's not there. Um, it's an interesting one that uh, it, it, it's fascinating to see. Do you think the Redskins were ready, prepared for Kamara? And then when Ingram came back in, because we did talk about it in last week's podcast, who's going to make that difference coming back into it? Julian Edelman had a good game. Ingram had a good game. Were the Redskins more prepared for Kamara? And that's probably why they got they got smashed a little bit. And Thomas as well. You talk about Drew Brees. He's in my fantasy team. He did not get the ball much. He did have a couple of catches, but it was Smith who got the touchdowns. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you would like to think that the Redskins planned for Ingram. We we spoke about it last week. How big how big of an impact were these returning players going to have? And we've seen it here in week one uh, of the returning players. Mark Ingram, great game. But I would have liked to think they've planned for both. But I think the Saints at home, it was just sort of your... You're coming up against like a, a buzzsaw. It's just unstoppable. And the, although the Redskins have looked great on defence, they just they just didn't have that many answers really to to what was coming at them. But uh, I would have liked to think that they they were aware. I mean, Gruden's an offensive mind. He would have known that Ingram was going to come back in. Yeah, here's a little interesting fact. I, I, I worked it out. I was like, hang on a minute. Um, Gruden for the Raiders, and then Gruden for the Redskins. Suddenly realised hadn't worked that connection out, brothers. I hadn't worked that connection oh, out. come on. Mate, I'm, look, I'll be honest. We're making a living. We're doing an NFL pod. Yeah, but I'm just... Think we're... No, I'm just saying I hadn't noticed it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Right, it's time for boom and bust. <laughs> um, so, Charlie, you were two and two from last week. Who did boom! You, who did you boom and who did you bust from last week? Ravens to lose. Rams beat them. And Donald to get three passing touchdowns. Okay. Thank you. Well, I had a massive one. Uh, the Jags were going to beat the Chiefs. Uh-uh. And I also <laughs> said... The Cowboys would beat the Texans and Zach Prescott would get uh, two uh, per- okay, two touchdowns. That didn't happen. Oh, for two. I know, I know. Uh, this week, I'm going to say that the Dolphins, them Dolphins were um, uh, three up. and zero. Uh, they're going to go three and three. Uh, they're going to get another loss Oof. this week. That's the bust. Dolphins, what's happened to you? And my boom this week is the Panthers. I, I like the way they're playing at the moment. 
getting that incredible win against the Giants. Incredible because it came down to the wire. Congratulations to uh, Graham Gano, the kicker, Phil goal. He's now tied. Scottish born. Indeed, yes, Scottish born. We need to get on his bandwagon because Jamie Jai is injured. So let's get Graham Gano over here. Let's get those Panthers over here. He is now tied for the second uh, longest field goal uh, for a winning field goal in the fourth quarter or overtime. Uh, still, the number one is Matt Prater. We watched him back in London all those years ago. Uh, 64 yards, his one, and Graham Gano was at uh, 63 yards. So my, I, I'm adding too much information in there, but the Panthers keep it rolling. And I'm also going to throw out there, Three throwing touchdowns for Cam Newton. I'm putting it. I'm going. I'm going for a big boom. Yeah, I like that. Okay. What's yours, Charlie? Well, my my boom and bust is rolled into one. My bust is that Mitchell Trubisky throws two interceptions this week, but the Bears still go on to win as a boom after throwing two ints. Okay. Oh, it's kind of rolled into one. It is, and the Bears are taking on who? I'm thinking the, the Dolphins. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, good. We're both on... I like that. Same game. What we do, just to give you a little insight... That wasn't planned. That wasn't planned. We, we look at the fixtures. We look at what's happening. We think, oh, what's going to be your boom or bust? Uh, we don't tell each other until we go... Wait, so, those reactions are genuine because we don't tell each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we, we really did look at each other there in a kind of panic. Uh, right. Here we go. Uh, it is uh, time for our final word. Um, so much is happening this week. Of course... The NFL is coming back to London. We love it, as the Americans say. Let's go and look across the pond. Uh, it is happening. The Seahawks are taking on the Raiders this Sunday. But before we talk about that, the, the big game for me this week has to be the Chiefs versus the Patriots. I've been reading the book, mentioned it before, um, The War Room, talking about Bill Belichick, the incredible work he's done at the Patriots. It just goes to show they've lost two on the bounce. You sort of thought the Patriots aren't going to do anything. And then back-to-back wins. Uh, they looked in very, very strong against the Colts. They just the, the next man up. They just have a way of winning. Uh, I hate them. I love them. I hate them. They are the Marmite team. But you have to respect what they're able to do year in, year out. Um, so that that game is really. Have the Chiefs got it? If they can beat the Patriots, I, I can see the Chiefs going on to win the Super Bowl. I mean, firstly, you're just you're you're so right. You have to respect it. I mean, because they do it every year. You think other teams they lose pieces, then they just fall off the radar. But they're always in with a shout every year, more than in with a shout. They 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 normally get to the Super Bowl. But it's that it's that funny thing, isn't it? We tweeted it gets to October, the Pats come alive. I love the hysteria in September. It's like <laughs> Pats have lost back to back, first time in fifteen years. All oh, Dolphins are three and zero. This is the time the Pats go and beat them, and they make them look like an own three. Free team. They're on a short week. They go and beat the Colts. Yes, it was at home, but that's just typical. It's just what they do. They make adjustments and they do it every year. And I'm not, I'm not a Pats fan. I'm not a lover, but I, I can appreciate it. It's just it is incredible. But like you said, this is the cracking matchup: the Chiefs versus the Pats. This is going to be some game because. It's at Foxborough. We know what the Pats do. We know what they do at home, but they haven't got a pass rush. The, their defence is a little bit shaky, and the Chiefs are on fire. And if we go back last year, they played each other in week one, and the, yeah. Chief, the Chiefs absolutely shredded them. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the, the head coach they have at the Chiefs, he, he will... Andy he, Reid. Andy Reid's going to... Big Red. He's going to dial in some plays. He knows what he's doing. Uh, it's one to watch. I can't wait. It's going to be a beauty. Uh, what, what, what are you steering towards? Chiefs or Patriots for that one? I'm, I'm going to have to go Chiefs. I think I am as well. Six and oh, yeah. We're, we're sticking together there. Uh, I just, I, like you say, I think they've got too many weapons. I, but I did. I went against the Chiefs. But now you're going Chiefs. Now I'm going Chiefs. All Hopefully it works out for you. I think for me, a game to watch this week is the Giants and the Eagles. 
a divisional game. But why why it's my game in a week? You, you, you might be thinking, oh, they're not playing great. Their records ain't great. But that's why it's a game. This is so important at this stage of the season because the NFL is such a short season. It's not like you can make it up at a later date. They have to start winning that if they want to do anything this year. The Giants look poor. The Eagles are the Super Bowl defending champs. Are they slightly feeling a, a Super Bowl hangover curse? It's normally for the runner-up, but they're feeling it. Everything that went right for them last year is going wrong for them this year. And it's such a tough game to call them. What do you think, the Giants, Giants and Eagles? What's going wrong for both? Because it's... it's... I, I mean, I, I want to talk in depth but the part of me is just like no because uh, uh, what happens to me I'll make a prediction and it'll be the opposite I said Kenyon Drake the running back for the Dolphins was having a poor season he goes and so what, whoever I see this week they'll go back and have a better week so I feel like whoever I choose right now will probably uh, lose so um, I think looking at the two teams I feel like with the running backs going for the Eagles the Giants looked very good they just that moment of concentration, a bit of magic from the uh, Panthers um, means they lost. I, I really like Saquon Barkley. I think the Giants are going to do it and, and just hammer a nail in, in the Eagles season. Really? Uh, see, I, I, I completely feel the other way and I think the Eagles are just going to make the Giants start planning for next year. But the Giants haven't put up 30 points like before this weekend for ages I mean it's like years I mean they've got so much firepower but it's not working we hear of flowers being released and traded I just I just can't believe it for the the roster they have and then the Eagles aren't aren't playing like last year and a divisional matchup is juicy at any times and when you can win to give yourself life and completely tear your divisional rival into like season over it's such a huge Thursday night game right we differ on that one right our final talking point is of course the London game uh, Seattle Seahawks taking on the Oakland Raiders, soon to be the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Soon to be the London Raiders. They haven't got home next year. Are they not? Yeah, and they've got to leave the Coliseum and Vegas isn't ready, so I don't know what they're doing next year. The travelling team Raiders. <laughs> the travelling Raiders uh, <laughs> come into a town near Homeless you. Homeless Raiders. Um, <laughs> the, um, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's exciting that the, both of these teams are coming to London. Uh, however... Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, perhaps. And um, it, it, to me, it doesn't give me the excitement where I'd say, hey, I can't wait to watch this one. But as it's in London, you can't help but get get on board with it. I think uh, the Seahawks have been looking a lot better than the Raiders and the Seahawks are going to win that one. Yeah, it's funny because we, we've spoke about how well the Rams looked. And then after the way it started on Sunday, I was like, oh, of course it is. The Rams have gone 5-0. and uh, 4-0 they were sorry and then they play a divisional rival a one that's not been great this year many holes and then I'll be like of course the Seahawks go and beat them but the Rams grinded it out but still I'm going to have to go with the Raiders I think even though they keep losing I just think they're going to break out an offence I don't know why and I'm actually predicting don't say Amari Cooper do not no, say no, Amari no. Cooper a me. minimum yeah. of 60 points in that game wow um, I don't right. know where it's going to be scored I think the Raiders win 6 points and actually shout out to Frank Clark on the Seahawks, who had a great game against the Rams. Apparently, he went to hospital twice, eight IVs, and still had a, like a career game on Sunday against the Rams. To no avail, but fair play to him. Listen, uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's podcast. It is our our sixth podcast. We're loving doing this. Raiders.
I hope you're enjoying it as well with all the Charlie Hawkins sound effects that have been coming through today. Uh, we've battled through this with a cold. Uh, we're going to be back next week uh, to see wh- whether our predictions come true or not. Uh, but please, you know, spread the love. Uh, send the podcast out. Um, share it with your car journeys, friends, keep whatever. Keep listening, keep following, and uh, we'll have a Twitter question for you this week. See if we can go four and four. Yeah, we'll catch you in seven days. Have a good one. Bye.